One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Well, who are you? told you, George, I'm your guardian angel. What is it you want, Mary? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Welcome home, Mr. Bailey. Sentimental hogwash. I wish I had a million dollars. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mr. and Mrs. Martini, welcome home. This is what I wished for. You see, George, you really had a wonderful life. Hello and Merry Christmas and indeed Happy Christmas Eve if such a thing exists. Um, my name is John Rain and thank you for joining me in the Hollow Alert Volcano that is Smashpot HQ for a bumper seasonal feast of Yuletide, Yuletide fun <coughs> in this Christmas Eve special. Um, uh, exciting Christmas Eve. Um, today we'll be heading to Bedford Falls to stop a man from tossing himself off and to remind him how great he is, as all people have to do to most men. It's a wonderful <laughs> life. And joining me to get her wings is Sarah Morgan. Hello, John. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm certainly not at the brink of tossing myself off as yet. 
<laughs> Thank God. Uh, it might happen before Christmas. I mean, we're friends, John, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's Christmas. Keep it Christmassy. Keep it, keep it light. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful life. Now, you were quite keen on doing this because you said you had opinions on this one. Well, it's not, you know, I, like all um, right-thinking people with a soul, uh, love this film and have spent hours watching it i've watched it thousands of times mm. i've sort of found myself in the cinema sort of wet necked mm. from uh from watching it and then uh, so I, I thought well this is a sort of it's sort of an un unriffable film it's quite hard to take the piss out but and then and then two years ago uh i made the mistake of taking my child to see it mm. who was a bit and i'd forgotten I'd forgotten basically all of it except for the last 20 minutes and forgotten that it is a film that is longer than time. Yeah. Uh, it's longer than the war that happens in the middle of it. it yeah, like, yeah. The war is like a two minute montage. Yeah, but it yeah. feels like the length of time of the war. Mm. Um, and it's, 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 a, it is a good, it's a film that's full of really great things. And then also I sort of hadn't realised quite a lot of eminently problematic, weird and and um just badly plotted things as well so um it's i think it, it, it's a put sort of and, and also it's a film about suicidal ideation and um and and not fulfilling your destiny which at the, it feels quite good for this year like i think this is the sort of christmas film we want to mm. think about and feel together rather than you know uh santa claus the movie <laughs> yeah <clears throat> it's a bit heavier than santa claus the movie yeah I although i i I, don't, I like to imagine peter cook getting drunk and watching Santa Claus the movie. Like, that's a kind of fantasy I have in my head, what he did that day. Looking I mean, he was obviously car. drunk because he was a drunk. But um, yeah. Yeah. he... he I'd, I'd like to have been in his house when he was doing that. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. But we start this film with... <clears throat> we see Bedford Falls. Yeah. And everybody's playing, praying for George Bailey. They are. I mean, it's it, Bedford Falls. It, it's only when you watch this film a lot you realise that Bedford Falls is quite a hipster town. Mm. It's it's it, it's like it's full of neon. There's a lot of neon everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pub that looks like a house, mm. and everyone's wearing hipster clothes. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a cereal cafe. <laughs> it's a cereal cafe. Got a sh- an, George has got an emotional support owl. Yeah, there's a shop that just sells tiny succulents, and no oh. one knows why. Yeah, <laughs> but, we, <laughs> but we get this really—I bet I'd forgotten about because mm. I haven't seen this film in a while. But we cut to mm. like the galaxy, yeah, and a couple God. of little constellations. You're just like, oh, yeah. oh, George, we is start. Up. We start with God. Mm. I think it's God. Is it meant to be God? It's—it's it's, it's one of the one of the uh, very uh, the many Futurama references that are in this film, mm. which. If you imagine the writers of Futurama, the writers of It's a Wonderful Life actually were time travellers and they saw a programme called Futurama and then wrote a film based on all the references. Mm. That, that's how I like to imagine. I think it's because I saw Futurama before I saw It's a Wonderful Life. And you go, oh, there's a lot of It's a Wonderful Life references in Futurama. And The Simpsons. And The Simpsons, yeah. Um, uh, but the, like the, great the, theory. He's like, your money is not in my house, it's in Bill's <laughs> house. And then it goes, hey, Bill, why you got out my money? And hits him. <laughs> <laughs> those harvard boys sure do love it's a wonderful life um <laughs> that's my impression of every simpsons writer um yeah sure now they uh yeah the 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 talking galaxy bit is beautiful mm. um it's really clever it's quite modern as well like yeah. it's 
yeah it's really cool and so there's a sort of nebula is, it a neb is that the right sure, yeah, yeah it's a bit of the galaxy talking and hmm. there's the light they light up and they talk to each other and one is i think god and then one's like an in-between isn't he gabriel uh, admin later angel. On, um clarence is calling out for gabriel isn't he so oh that might gabriel. be right um but yeah, and then they say it's hmm. yeah they say george is fed up I, yeah i think we I, I know that just the man for the job a man who's been doing this for 200 years and is so fucking useless he hasn't got his wings. Yeah, which is, and I hate to be that guy, but hmm. well, there's a, the, the the very last line of this film makes it very clear it's actually quite easy to get wings. Yeah. So, What's he been yeah. Doing? Has he like <laughs> has he jumped in the water for someone to save him and they've drowned like a hundred times? <laughs> yeah. Run uh, someone over? The, what's weird is that Clarence, who is a key player in the story of this film, hmm. is not even visible at this point. We've hmm. got like two hours of backstory yeah i yeah, forgot they, that i had it in my mind that clarence saves him on the bridge at the beginning we all did yeah yeah but no yeah god no um no we have to have two hours of of george bailey from child to man oh. um never satisfied with life no i mean but he's, he's jimmy stewart so we, we love him we love yeah. him yeah because he's yeah. we start off with because they show clarence they give clarence like a kind of precy of a precy even of George's well, knife. What I love is that this is there's there's various points in this film where you just go, is this still God telling the story to Clarence? Because mm. if so, what, what is he telling him exactly? Yeah. It's a really long story. It's like God, get there a bit quicker. Yeah. We get we get the gist. Skip to the end. Yeah, skip to the end. Yeah. What do I need to do? Just tell me bullet points. <laughs> yeah, this could have been an email. Yeah, um, <laughs> but twelve year old George saves his brother in in speech marks. Um. Saves him from spading into the, some water. Spading yeah, it, it doesn't look well, so they, perilous. They, they, and... they use um, it, it's quite looks quite cool. They sit mm. on a on a garden spade at the mm. top of a hill in a sort of very. It's that sort of thing that like people who voted for Brexit think that the eighties were like. Oh, yeah. you could slide down the hill on spades and um, uh, break your fucking neck and drown, and no one cared because you know. We just got on with it, not like now. Anyway, sorry, I don't know why I went political then for no oh, reason. It's fine, um, fine. It's just time of year. Keep it, keep it light. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so the uh, yeah, they they the children sit on garden spades and hmm. they slide down the frozen hill into a bit of pond. Hmm. Seems very jolly. Yeah, hmm. very jolly. But young Harry, hmm. he falls through a hole in the ice, and George yeah. jumps in to save him. But by doing doing so, he loses the hearing in one of his ears. Yep. As was the style at the time. Yeah. As everybody had an affliction back then. Mm -hmm. I had no hearing in my left ear, but I made my own furniture and I was happy. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's very um, public information film. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you don't masturbate. <laughs> you might, your, your brother might go through some ice. <laughs> this this man could have been engaging in onanism in the shed and not been there to rescue his brother. <laughs> can't see. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, then oh, sorry, you 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 do the bit where you tell us what scene we're in next. Oh well, next George goes to the pharmacy he works at. Oh, I love old man Gower's pharmacy. Old man yeah. Gower, old man Gower finds out because he's a bit sad, but he finds out that his son has died. Yeah, off a telegram, he died of flu, as 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 could happen back in those days. Imagine. I thought it maybe it was David Gower, and he laughed himself to death during <laughs> a bit of they think it's all over. <laughs> He does always look on the edge, doesn't he? he does, yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's how you want to go, isn't it? Oh, like exactly. That, the, like that man who died watching the goodies. Yeah. <laughs> man who died watching Ecky Thump. What, what a legend. <laughs> no one's had a better death than that. No. 
No, my death, I'd like my death to evolve Graham Garden, but in a slightly more choky way. It'd be awful um, if you died oh laughing. God, like I Michael. started with that material. <laughs> Michael McIntyre. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd like to be choked out by Graham Garden. Let's uh, discuss oh, Old Man Gower's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's discuss Old Man Gower's. Uh, I, I like that it's tough a, love. It, like, tough love. Yeah. yeah, he's um he's he's very he's too good this actor. So his mm. his eyes are like sort of melting boiled eggs, like, and mm. he just looks so sad and broken. And he's got the telegram that his kid has died of influenza. But can we talk also talk about when George comes into the shop? He presses mm. that lighter thing and says, "I'm going to yeah. be a millionaire." Ha! Dog. Yeah, I wish I had a million dollars. And then the lighter thing works, and he goes, "Hot dog." Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't and and then sitting at the bar. Yeah, no, it's not a bar, but it was a pharmacy. Yeah, a pharmacy so it was a bar. drug bar in those days. Yeah. Well, the drugs were so good in those places. Mm. This is the forties. The drugs. It would have been like everything would have been cocaine. Yeah. Like bricks of cocaine and and really yeah. good hair, clean heroin. Just every drug. I've got a headache. Would you like some clean heroin? They should have remade this and had Mr. Gow played by Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> it not coming out of this shop um yeah and then but but my favorite i think these are my favorite characters in it which is child mary and violet mm. who were two you know we're meeting uh george's future wife mm. uh as a as a child and yeah. her friend violet who's a bit of a sort mm. uh but they're both um they both are like drunk children it's fantastic it seems like it yeah <laughs> they're sort of twirling their hair and violet just goes hi george you wanna stick your hand up my dress and this <laughs> is sort of basically and george's like, <laughs> and 12. Yeah. 12. And she's just like, I like him. Yeah. And Mary says, you like everybody. Yeah, you old whore. Yeah. They're like two really good, but it's like, it's like watching Sex and the City. It's two girls or hanging out having a sequel yeah. that no one likes. Uh, and, and just like that. And just like that. The, uh, the yeah. best Peloton product placement ever. What happened? I didn't see it. Did the Mr. Big die on the Peloton? Mr. Big died of uh, being a alert. sex pest during a, a bit of awkward product placement. Yeah. In real life, obviously, he's not a nice person, but he died on the bike. Well, the that's that's certainly what many victims who've come forward have said. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. we can't, you can't believe everything you read no, on the internet, no. can you? No, 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 no. It's just no. been, John Cleaver would say he's been cancelled. Yes. Yeah. 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 Who? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't even say his name anymore. Well, the police say can't. it three times in front of a mirror and he'll appear and be really boring. <laughs> are you? Uh, you can't have mirrors because there might be a black person in the mirror. Mm. <laughs> You're not allowed to make fun of black people, are we? No, no. no. Is that your John Cleese impression? Yeah. <laughs> are you doing? I can't because I can't see you. Are you? Are you still doing the moustache and the and the and the funny yeah. walk? Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned him being black once. I think I got away with it. I'm not saying he's a racist, but he wants to be a racist, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, Mr. Gower then, because Mr. Gower is so distraught about his son. Yeah. He sends he sends old George to go and deliver these drugs he's made up for a mm. child. Mm. But George watches him what he's doing, and he, he notices mm. that he's put poison in there by accident. Yeah. Rather than giving the child, like, liquid, uh, you know, uh, heroin or something, mm, which or would Lucas have been the drugs. Yeah, he's probably given him like a couple of aspirin by accident. Mm. Yeah, like not the good shit. And yeah, um, so, yeah, so races to his dad's office. Yeah, because he sees a poster saying "Ask your dad." <laughs> yes, exactly. He really. also sees an advert for cigarettes that says mm. "Ask your dad," mm. which I can totally imagine was a real cigarette advert yeah. in the forties. Mm. Want to know what a delicious cigarette tastes like? Ask your dad. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Why did dad die at 40? <laughs> Ask your dad. Oh, you can't. <laughs> no, can't. But he goes to his dad's office and his dad's in a meeting. We meet Uncle Billy, who's fun, but a liability. Oh, is frankly. he though? He's exhausting, Uncle Billy. I can't think of him. Oh, he's got so many things going on. He's mm. like, um, who's the one in all the carry on films? Jack. Jack Douglas. Oh, yeah. God. You know the way that Sid James just doesn't even break character when he's staring at Jack Douglas in those films? He's just like, he's just Sid James looking at a man who's pissing him off. Yeah. That's how I feel watching It's a Wonderful Life and Uncle Billy starts up with his nonsense. Yeah. He's got his bits of string around his face. It's too many things. He's got strings around his finger. Things. He's either drunk or got some kind of a dementia that they didn't have a name for there. Uncle so Billy just- is exactly the kind of man that would get caught on that show to catch a predator. <laughs> Why did you but bring he- condoms, Uncle Billy? Uh, I, just, I, just had in I was going to fuck the crow. <laughs> I meant Brandon and Lee. And then right at the end of the film, it turns out his whole office is full of other animals as well. It's like, yeah. just stop. Just act. Just Uncle Billy's menagerie. Down. Yeah. Menagerie oh, of confusion. <laughs> menagerie of exhaustion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realise I hated Uncle Billy this much till I no, same. started talking about him. Yeah. No, same. But he He's goes just, in his dad's he, office and Mr. Potter's mm, in there. Yes. Henry Potter. So close mm. to Harry Potter. Mm. Mm. He's even got the glasses and everything. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, and he's a transphobe. So, yeah, yeah I mean, he would be if there yeah. were <laughs> if there was yeah. anyone out in that era of history. But you know, he but would he, be. But he's um, <laughs> he's cross. He wants to basically kill George's dad by any means necessary, so he can take his business. He's really got it in for George's business because they help people. Yeah, he hates the Bailey boys. Yeah, hmm. uh, I mean, it, it his his passion for hating the Bailey boys is. Um, it's 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 good character motivation, but it, it it does get in the way of him being good at business. I think yeah, definitely. He 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 spends a, he has a vendetta, a corporate vendetta for at least thirty years, mm. and I think that's just unhealthy for business. I do like that he ha- he's a wheelchair user, and his wheelchair is just a chair that yeah. some poor bastard has to drag around. He hasn't I don't even got think handles. he's got. Yeah, he's got yeah. nothing. I don't think he's got wheels. Yeah. I think it's just legs, and he gets dragged around. But that's <laughs> it's, it's 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 a real power play, though. I like it. Mm. Just I'm going to sit in this chair, and then this mute man, we have his tongue cut out. Yeah. Um, at one point, yeah. he's even like, "I'm really angry. Push me an inch towards the table." Oh, yeah, I love that. Do it your fucking self. It's he's really, a, um, it's really Jabber, really Jabber the Heart, like is. just that, yeah. He's also like, a Barrymore, so he's, is it his grandniece or something? Is Drew Barrymore? Granddaughter is Drew Barrymore. Oh, granddaughter, yeah. He's given Drew Barrymore a naked bath. Oh, no. Let's just think about that. Mm. Um, Probably. I don't know, though. I think he died in the 50s. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, okay. unless he was a ghost when he did it. <laughs> Was he an angel? Maybe. Maybe. He got his wings for being in this film. And then... The thing is, it must be difficult for him because I'm sure he's a lovely fellow in real life. I'm probably not in that era. But that's it now, isn't it? That's how anyone remembers him as Henry Potter. Mm. There's a there's a, a story about on set of It's a Wonderful Life. He bets uh, the actress who plays Mary mm. that she can't milk a cow because he mm. refuses to accept when she says... I don't mean, believe women, Lionel Barrymore. Mm. You know, it's it, it, like she says that she can milk a cow, and he says, "I will give you fifty dollars if you can milk a cow." Mm. So she got fifty dollars off him. So pull the other one. Nice. That's Thanks. what. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. That's what he said, and she was just like, 
why why can you not just believe that I can milk a cow? This is a Billy weird ghost. And he goes, I've got a cow. Oh, fuck off, Billy. Fuck off, Billy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, so <laughs> he, he comes into Mr. Gower and he says, Mr. Gower's on the phone. And he's like, why haven't those pills been delivered? And then George comes mm. in. He's like, oh, Mr. Gower. And he starts fucking slapping him up. Like he's Yay. a sloppy steak. It's horrible. So, so first of all, George, yeah, so George goes in to speak to his dad, but his Ooh. dad is being cucked by um, yeah. uh, Mr. Potter. Yeah. So Mr. Potter's just like, you're a shit bank man and you're a shit dad and you, your wife's a whore mm. and everyone hates you. And George is just there like, stop saying mean things about my dad. And his dad's mm. like, no, it's fine. Just let him. It's the thing that we do. And, mm. um, and George sort of leaves going like, well, that was a bit weird to see my dad being a human being. Um, and then, um, yeah. Then Miss Old Man Gower smacks him around the head so hard smacks he starts about. bleeding. He's, he's yeah. ba- his dodgy ear starts bleeding. It's horrible. Yeah. And then he says, Mr. Gower, look, you would have poisoned those children. And Mr. Gower looks in the pills and then he gives them a hug and says, oh, George, thanks. Thanks. And, and then the, the god narrating goes, and did he ever tell him about the pills? And he goes, no, we never told anyone about the pills. And what yeah. he did after... So I like that God is now going, and then anyway, a few years later. <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes, look at this grown-up man. What about him? Why, that's George Bailey when he's all grown up. What happened to the next 10 years? They were very boring. <laughs> Do you think there's, a, there's like a longer version of the story? And then George had his first wank, and then... Uh, <laughs> I'd like to think he did, like a VHS. George. He's like, hang on, hang on, wind it forward, wind it forward. <laughs> you might want to go and make a cup of tea. I mean, this one was long enough without... Mm. Yeah. God adding more details to the story. I'd love it if they just cut to, and this is George having his first whack. Why are you saying <laughs> this? Anyway, so you know, so you know more about him as a man, you know. <laughs> so, I, mean, I admire his technique. Um, yeah, he gets a suitcase because George is going to travel the world. Oh, this is the hubris, the hubris bit of the film. It's great. Yeah, and and he, he he's looking at a suitcase. The suitcase by seller man. So mm. look at this suitcase, and he hands it to him, and it's got George Bailey written on it. And he goes, who got me that? And he said, Mr. Gower. And I thought, that's Mr. Gower's guilt, isn't it? Like, thanks, yeah. for, thanks for getting me out of jail, kid. Thanks for covering up me nearly poisoning those kids that yeah. four or five times. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Gower. Aww. Oh, so poor runny-eyed Mr. Gower, yeah. That's right, poor runny-eyed. Mm. And runny mouth later as well. Oh, so then George goes home to see his folks for a last dinner before he goes on his world tour. Oh, yes. Mm, this gets very 1940s America here, doesn't it? It does, because his dad says, that, you know, I, his dad says, it's really exciting that you're going on a world tour, but maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should work for me still. Mm. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to be in an office. You're a prank up. dad. Yeah. I'm a teenager, despite oh. being played by like a 50-year-old man. He's the world's oldest 18-year-old. He's, but he's 38 in this. Yeah, film. he looks yeah. like Howard Stern in the private parts film playing himself as a teenager. Oh, my God, that's so <laughs> there's funny. A, there's a deep cut. <laughs> that's a deep cut, but I, I love one, it. one for the teenagers, <laughs> that oh, reference. Uh, yeah, that that like, is genuinely a film that would not happen these days. Uh, I quite want to go and watch it now and see how terrible it was compared to how I remember it being all right. Um, I'm anyway, about an he's, unreliable narrator, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, so let's do this. Let's, okay, so he's yeah. the Steve Buscemi um, young fellow children kids meme, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's and he's but he's so he's thirty five year old Jimmy Stewart playing an eighteen year old about mm-hmm. to leave home, having dinner with his father, calling his dad a wanker because that's mm-hmm. what eighteen year olds do, and mm-hmm. then 
some practical advice comes in from uh, Annie, the um, <clears throat> the maid. Mm. Uh, oh, and, every, and it's meant to be so progressive, this yeah. scene. It's meant to be like, imagine, imagine they're so progressive, this family. They let the black maid talk to them mm. at mealtime. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he makes a joke. There's a horrible bit and he makes a joke and he goes, uh, Annie sort of chips in while she's putting this horrible looking salad in front of him. And then, mm. and then she just says like, she says some bit of advice and he goes, oh, Annie, why don't you just pull up a chair and sit down you know and it's like the implication is like your people it's awful 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 cringe my whole body just like turned inside out watching that scene yeah, like no. oh god i hope she what's what's that film the help where she shits in all her food oh, i hope I annie know. does that but annie you know annie's and but but she's meant to be like a member of the family like it's 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 a very it's, oh, it's dodgy as fuck yeah anyway Really, what should have happened in this film? It would have been like the jerk. Annie saved all her money, and at the end, she's richer than George. Well, she did. Well, that's exactly what happens, isn't it? Sort of, yeah. She bails. She well, I mean, no spoilers, but then she says something like, um, "This is my life savings. This is my. I've been saving up this money." for a divorce or something in case oh, I ever yeah. meet someone it's like I don't think she, Annie knows how divorces work no I don't think so yeah you don't meet someone in order to get divorced and then pay for it no like, like there is <laughs> I don't like I think in the 90, in the 40s as well I don't think women had to pay to get that anyway, well, there's probably I mean, a vending machine she, for that in Japan I uh, yeah I mean the character of Annie look it was a, we'll just file it under mm. it was a different time, different time. and, and also, hope that Annie, time, Annie had a rich in a, in a life mm. which she seemed to this hinted at and she had a rich in a life that had nothing to do with these awful people that she worked for also in the, in the timeline of the mm. film this is supposed to be what 1920 something so it was even oh, worse it? then because right. it's George when he's a teenager oh that's right because he, he goes mm. off to war in a bit doesn't yeah. he rather than yeah so this film was made in 1946 46. yes because yeah. there's a lot of the sadness bits in it Mm. are really sad because Jimmy Stewart had just come back from the war yeah. and he's not acting. No. And it's a bit method and a bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but good, you know, as we keep saying with succession, the performances speak for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So George says, after mm. saying that to his dad, he says, look, well, I'm going to go to Harry, I'm going to go to the party now. And it's the class of 1928 party. 28, thank you. Oh. Uh, um, and, and, and so it's Harry's grad, Harry's prom, isn't it? So yeah. they're sixteen. Yeah. Mary in the scene is sixteen or eighteen. Oh, it's eighteen, 18. in America, isn't it? Prom. Yeah. So eighteen, yeah. and George is meant to be a little tiny bit older than that. Yeah. Uh, everyone looks fifty, but then that was the time. One of them's Alfalfa from the Little Rascals. <laughs> That's right. He well, he's yeah. the one who does the prank, isn't he? He does. He opens. He up does. The- he does a bant prank. One of them oh. comes up to him because he's dancing with Mary, and and George is like, "Mary, so good to see you again." And Alfalfa goes, "Hey, this is my bird." And George is like, "Not anymore, sucker." So Alfalfa goes off to the side and looks depressed. Mm. And uh, a guy comes up to him and goes, "Hey, did you know a button opens up the dance floor into a swimming pool and it's just there?" <laughs> did you know this gym is a transformer? <laughs> it's <laughs> odd. <laughs> it's a really odd thing that you know, <laughs> as we all know, s- schools have swimming pools under there. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird, but the, it, he opens it mm. and they all fall in. Yeah, and it turns into a sort of the ending of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It all turns it into a big, big teenage orgy in, the, in, in this. Be me, 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 yeah. 
they've got to pay for that now. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, it's it, and and then well then of course then the probably the most erotic thing that has ever happened in a film mm. set in 1928 happens, which is that they walk home. Mm. Her wearing naught but a dressing gown, mm. and him wearing some dis- some clothes that look like they stink. Um, yeah, that came, that came, yeah, that came from the lost property. Yeah. yeah, they came from like the lost property box in like a smelly boys locker room and uh they look like he looks like he smells which is great and she mm. is of course immaculate apart from being completely naked under a dressing gown oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And she, <laughs> yeah so they talk for a long time oh that non- he does the old jaw are you on that moon mary i'll lash you that moon. i'll lash you the moon on a stick and then he says yeah. and you can swallow that moon it's like mate that's too far too much well, I think, he, I think he's asking questions for later, if you see I what I mean. he is. Well, <laughs> yeah. if you can swallow the moon. I'm a, bit sad, I'm a bit sad, though, about Alfalfa being in this, because when I was a little kid, I used to watch mm. The Little Rascals. Oh, yeah. He was my favourite. Mm. Um, people, like, you... people like Spanky, not me. I like Alfalfa. <laughs> I've heard that rumour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, I like uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It had a rhythm of a joke. Um, and this is when yeah. Alfalfa couldn't really get work because he was horribly typecast. So he'd just pop up in little... Because he was... A, uh, he'd aged, which is the, yes. the number one crime in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's an aged man. Um, uh, and he was later murdered. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't yeah. heard that. Him and was a buddy on... had a fight over something or other and the guy shot him. Why haven't they not done that on the You Must Remember This podcast? I'd listen to that. Oh, I don't know. They're, they're slacking. Mm. It's the death of Alfalfa. Yeah. Buffalo girl would come out tonight, come out tonight, come out tonight. Buffalo girl would come out tonight, thanks for the light of the moon. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're having their chat outside this old broken house. When we when This house, we know this is going to be important later. Mm. And, uh, and they start chucking rocks at the window. And making a wish. Yeah. And she says, what did you wish for, George, in this moment where we're connecting and having a lovely time? And he's yeah. like, well, I wished I could get the fuck out of here and never see any of you again. <laughs> yeah. This town is full of wankers <laughs> and you're one of them. Oh. But she's she's determined. She's got, you know, she's all bawdy because she's wearing just mm-hmm. a dressing gown. And so, and then the, the, my, I think there's a, there's a, there's a, well, there's a, there's a neighbor watching all of this. With, mm. with Looks like he's wanking. Local neighbor pervert. He's like yeah. a man in his, in his sixties yeah. who's just sitting on the porch entitled. Just grab and, her tits. Why don't you? Yeah. He's, right. And, uh, he says something like, go on, kiss her. Give her and, one, uh, mate. Whoa. And then the man goes inside and yeah. Jimmy Stewart's response is to go, come back here and I'll show you kissing that'll put hair back on your head. And it's like, mm. don't it, encourage this man. And you're asking him this for is, a threesome. That's yeah, well, just, oh, well, I think it's early dogging, isn't it? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but then Mary goes into the bushes. It's all. Um, well, he accidentally steps on her robe. Accidentally. I, you oh. can't do this by accident. No, I've done this. Like, you, if you stand on someone's dressing gown cord, what happens is the cord comes out of the dressing gown. The whole mm. robe doesn't slip off. And if it does, no. you stay put. You don't keep walking. No. But Mary, I mean, Mary's hot to trot. The, thing, the good thing about Mary is that, so you can tell that there are... A couple of women were involved in the writing of um, It's a Wonderful Life, which is mm. rare for mm. the time because um, all the men were at war. Mm. Um, and one of them walked off the project because Franz Capra was a bit of an arsehole, apparently. And the mm. other one was Dorothy Parker. So there are mm. lots of lines in this that, I mean, they could have been written by anyone, but they, they certainly give Mary a rich in a like she's got a character she's a, she's, she's not the a ma- fucking idiot no she's not an idiot she's no. if anything a, the original manic pixie dream girl mm. she draws caricatures 
and she goes naked in the moonlight and she makes up funny little stories and songs. Sings and Buffalo Girls. Buffalo Fun. Girls. She mm. she can throw a rock through a window just like a boy can. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's and she wants to live in a shitty old squatty house. It's you bit, know, it's a bit like up. It is a bit like her, yeah. but I think she's. I think she's a well for for the t- for the you know for the fact that she could have been a bag of flour with some eyes drawn on it to be the love interest in the yeah. film. She's actually got quite a lot of good characters. She has a scene than... later on which I think is very funny. Which one's that? The one where he comes to see her at her house. Oh, I know exactly the line you're thinking of. Yes, yeah. we'll it made me laugh a lot. It's um, a gr- it's a great line. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I reckon that's probably Dorothy Parker, but let's. Um, yeah, but it could it could it could have been anyone. Yeah, yeah. could have been. Yeah. So mm. she's hiding in the bushes, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not going to give you your roll back unless you mm. come out and show me your jugs." Yeah, he get, he gets he gets. It's borderline creepy, but I think yeah. just because they're clearly they're cl- they've clearly engineered this whole situation. She's not doesn't have to be naked in the bush. She's just doing it. I'm quivering in the hydrangeas or something. And, she starts uh, sneezing. Yeah, and he's like, "Hmm, oh, this is a tricky situation. I could be uh, charging money for folks to come and take a look-see. And then a car pulls up and says, George, your dad's had a stroke. And he's like, that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, mate? When I was watching that, I, was, I wrote that line now, and I was like, wonder which one of us is going to get there first. <laughs> which one of us is going to make a George's dad has had a stroke joke? <laughs> well done, you, got, you beat me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do enjoy doing this podcast. Yeah, um, we get yeah, a lot. Yeah, um, uh, so, so his dad dies. Yeah, and, and George has to go to a business meeting wearing a black armband, and you hear a few seconds later that his dad dies three months ago. It's like take the armband off, and then he puts his coat on. His coat's got a black armband on as well, yeah. or maybe he takes off the armband and put it maybe. puts it on. It's like yeah. But they the, the company's for a long a, time. They did. The company's in a bad position though because Mister Potter sees this as a chance to take over. Yeah, uh, and uh, he wants to liquidate the company. Yeah, and George calls him a warped, frustrated old man, which is yeah. a wonderful line. Yeah. And the board are like, "Wow, we, we're so used to having this old cuck in charge. We're not used to this strong man, <laughs> dynamic young eighteen-year-old." Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go with this eighteen-year-old who looks like he's forty. <laughs> this Elon Musk type um, <laughs> strutting around. Oh yeah. God. Um, <laughs> and um, at least George's uh, uh, children aren't emojis. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so yeah, they say, good news, George, the company is going to be saved. And George is like, great, I'm just going to go and get my train to my college. And they're like, but only mm. if you run the company. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, yeah, poor George, so many dreams. Is this the po- Oh, no, it comes up in a bit where he, pull- he's- he reaches into his coat pocket and it's just full of like uh brochures for going on holiday yeah it's a bit on the nose but it's also it's good writing it's just like oh george won't get to go on his holiday well george is yeah. in this film it sort of feels like george is living in a truman show type thing because anytime he tries to leave something happens well it's um uh, yes it's all mary's doing isn't it yeah i think mary's his uh ed harris mm. <laughs> Whatever he was. what was he called in that a visa or something oh what was he called in that I can't. I haven't watched Dream Show for a long time. No. Um, mm. But yeah, it feels like Mary's his Kristoff. Uh, uh, that was it. Mary's his Kristoff. Oh. Um, there you go. Fans of the Truman Show, two for the price of one in this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So he has to stay. So he postpones his travel, and they give the money he was going to travel with to his brother, so his brother can finish college. Sorry, his his college money goes to his brother, so his brother can finish college. Um, so Harry has gone off 
Yeah. And George is working the business. Everything's going great. And then Harry comes back from college. And wouldn't you know it, he's got a wife. It's almost like we're going to repeat exactly the same story beat. Just So God at this point goes, so yeah, he went through this really bad thing where like he thought he was going to go to college, but then his brother took over the business. And mm. uh, his brother his brother um, uh, went, uh, went off to college instead mm. and he took over the business. Oh, that sounds really bad. Um, then what happened? Well, a really similar thing happened. Well, you could probably just skip over that. But no, no, I'm going to tell you in detail exactly mm. what happened, which is his brother did come back eventually. <laughs> it's like, fuck's sake, God, we, we get it. He, yeah. he had dreams. They were frustrated. Uh, we can imagine the ways in which his dreams were thwarted over and over again. Well, they're thwarted by, again uh, here because George's plan is that his brother will take the business and George can then presumably mm. go to a sort of adult college. Uh, but no, Harry comes back and he's got a job offer from his father-in-law. Yeah, he's got a job offer for a glass factory in mm. Buffalo, which mm. <laughs> sounds dangerous. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you think he'd uh, make it onto something more sturdy. Or make it in a building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then he, his brother's like, you know what? I'm going to stay here and look after. It. And George, being George, is like, no, 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 you go and make your glass. I'll stay here. Also, I'm can we fine. can we mention yeah. um, one of my favorite characters? What's his name? Mm. Sam. The one who goes, oh. hee haw, hee haw. Sam hee haw. Yeah. yeah, Sam hee haw. Who? Uh, ha- ha- yeah. Who uh, who later makes the? It's some. It sounds really hipster again. It's like mm. something about he makes plastics out of tofu or soya oh. or something he's very successful um, in plastics yeah. yeah big in plastic especially during the war but we'll get to that during yeah. the war yeah no we're not even at the fucking war yet no. <laughs> <We're> so-, <laughs> no. so george then after all this he mm. he realizes he's gonna have to carry on running bailey carry on running then. bailey and bonds bank because he's the only person he can be nice to the people who live in town yeah and stop old man gower from taking over yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he goes everyone who works for him is an incompetent by the way which he doesn't exactly. seem to question at all no. he's still employing his you know uncle, mentally unwell yeah. uncle trying too hard hipster uncle yeah he's now got a pet jaguar <laughs> like scarface <laughs> He's like Starburns from Community. Just like a fucking lizard on his shoulder. What, guys? Just stop staring. Just trying to live my life. So then he goes to see Mary and acts all weird. Comes yeah. around. She's like, you all right? And he's like, yeah. And then he looks really fucked off. And then we get the good scene where her mum shouts down and says, is everything okay? Who's that? Mm. And she says, it's George Bailey. And her mum wants him to get to get together with Sam. She wants her mm. to get together with Sam. And then she goes, is everything all right? And she says, no, he's violently making love to me. He's making violent love to me, mother. And and her mum just goes, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very funny line the way she does it. Like it's a, it's good mm. and 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 it's I I got a, and so so he because he he comes around because he fancies her, mm. but doesn't want to admit that he fancies her because that will tie him to the town forever. It's a good it's a good bit of story. Like yeah. I, I, I I I you know he loves this woman, doesn't want to hurt her feelings, but also doesn't want to be tied to the town in any way. So he's really struggling with his emotions, mm. and it all comes out in this. And honestly, I'm going to put my hand up here. I think it's a really sexy scene. Oh, him lovely. and uh, him and Mary on the phone to mm, Sam, mm. and there's two, and this is the 40s, so it was all pent up and yeah. you know bubbling away. So they're Sam's holding like, the phone. What are you both wearing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's so Sam, who's oblivious and thinks he's engaged to Mary at this point, mm. is um, talking to them both on the phone, wanging on about plastics, mm. and Mary and George have their lips like 
millimeters from each other whispering to the phone to sam it's really hot it's like out of sight yeah 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 Yeah. it's like j-lo and george clooney and outside in the in the boots of that car in that in that scene yes it is it's it's really sexy and then uh and and it sort of builds and builds and builds and then and he's just like oh i don't want to kiss her because if i kiss her then i'll fuck myself but also she's sexy and she's done a little cartoon of me which is you know lasso's the moon yeah, she she does a drawing George Lassie's the Moon that's very um sort of art attack. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <Later laughs> I nearly said another art like... program from the nineties that children may remember, but mm, I yeah. didn't. Yeah. But later to become a, a song by Elbow. <laughs> what? It's an Elbow song Do- called George Lassie's the Moon. Yes there, that's Ooh. sweet. Coincidence do we think? Or? I'm not an Elbow fan, I'm just aware of it. Just mm. in case anyone worried. Um, you might be an elbow fan. Exactly. I don't want to is be that tarnished. a concern? It is. I don't like them. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, he's on the phone with Mary and it's getting all saucy. And mm. he just grabs her by the shoulders because this is the 40s and says, listen here, I don't want to do things I don't want to do. And then immediately yeah. kisses her. Yeah. And it all gets very, yeah. Like, And then a train goes into a tunnel and a chimney falls down and yeah. it all gets very, uh, yeah. Someone strikes oil. Yeah, there's a human cannibal. Some, some stock footage happens. Yeah. Um, no, it's very, it's very sexy, and then it, it just cuts to their wedding day, doesn't it? Yeah, um, a lovely wedding. And the the they they uh, the entire town is incredibly emotionally invested in these two getting laid. Mm. So we yes yeah, so we. Uh, well, I've got a point uh, to talk about that in a moment. Actually, mm. I want to ask you about this because sure, let's skip to this. They, after their wedding, they're going to go on their honeymoon with a big wedge of cash. Mm. They got two grand. Which in yeah. 1946 is a lot of money. That's four million pounds. Four and, yeah. million pounds. Mm. And they're about to go, but then there's a run on the bank and they get there. And of course, Uncle Billy's hiding in an office shitting himself because he's an idiot. Oh, shit, Uncle Billy, yeah. Oh. And then George is like, well, what's going on? And he says there's a run on the bank. So he has to go out and talk to everybody. And that's the famous scene of, oh, your money isn't at Your house is at Bob's house. And it's mm. at Frank's house. And, and, and then he says, look, how much? And they all say, well, uh, Mr. Potter's offering us 50 cent on the dollar. He'll give us yeah. the money now. And he's like, well, he's trying to take over the business and ruin the town. So he says, I'll tell you what, I'll, I've got to... And then Mary steps up and says, we've got money. And then everyone's like, Good old don't Mary. give us your own money. And he's like, ah, yeah. I'm going to do it because I'm a nice person. Mm. And then he gives them all the money and becomes a hero. And then he leaves. They finish the night with $2. Mama and Papa Dollar. <laughs> be weird if the film ended there as well. It'd be yeah. nice if God went. And then anyway, he was a really nice man. End of film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but instead, the film keeps going. Yeah. Oh. So he puts the two dollars in the bank, and they have mm. a little joke about. Let's put it in there and see if they'll make a family. Which I like. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Mm. And then yeah, they sing. Yeah. They sing a little song as they march towards the safe. <laughs> Billy's knob falls out. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, so then um, Mary, so, so George is driven back to the old house they were throwing stones at earlier. Yeah, because neither of them can go back to their parents' house because they're no. married now. Mm. And that means that they're, yeah, as far as Mary, as Mary's parents are concerned, she's someone else's problems now. Well, Mary's um, house is off because my mum doesn't like another man being in the house. And George's house is off because there's a strict no anal rule. <laughs> from Annie, weirdly. Yeah, from Annie. <laughs> Annie the maid is just like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not cleaning in a house where anal yeah. sex has happened. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's not talk about Annie. No. Um, um, so yeah. go to the let's, not, let's not erase her from history, but... <laughs> so, no, no, no. Yeah. She's welcome. 
<sighs> so they go to the uh, house yeah, so and there's a man opens the door in a top hat and he's like they go so they go to the, they go to the old squatty house <laughs> that was the sort of the the abandoned uh the, weirdly the one building in bedford falls that no one gave a fuck about and yeah. and is a sort of terrible old tumble down squat that is full of it's pissing with rain as well oh horrible so there's the, yeah. i mean it, it's it's, it's, I think it's meant to represent Mary's emotional state, mm. <laughs> soaked to the bone yeah. uh, and trying to have a nice honeymoon. Um, but the whole entire town is very emotionally invested in them <sighs> fucking at this point. So well, everyone rallies Has Mary, around. this is my question to you, mm. has Mary made a deal with the policeman, the bill poster and the man in the top hat that they can watch them fuck for 10 quid <laughs> each just so they can make some of their honeymoon money back? So what you're talking about there is Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Uh, Ernie, the cab driver, and Bert, the cop. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, I think genuinely, I think someone, they, they, they were there at the rush on the bank. Oh, yeah. they were, because Ernie was driving them to the Ernie honeymoon. Ernie was driving them on honeymoon, yeah. And they just thought, you know what, these two young people who are probably more sexually frustrated than they've ever been in their entire lives mm. won't be able to consummate their love unless we make it romantic for them for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, give them a mattress, you know, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be fine. That bloke um, who kidnapped their estate agent and kept her in a box had better things for her than this lot do. <laughs> so these these people really romantically decide to make their this sort of old, uh, you know, tumble-down squat into a romantic Aww. holiday destination by putting up posters from a, uh, uh, what's it what are they called holiday shops yeah. Jesus Christ travel yeah. agents travel agents oh, yeah. Christ. I like holiday <laughs> shops better though I'm such a millennial <laughs> <laughs> listen to me yeah. <laughs> 1980 just thank you just scrape in there yeah well yeah so they yeah they, then they uh, they they roast a chicken <laughs> Using a record player to turn <laughs> Using the spit. Using a record player, which I think, again, is very hipster. Bedford Falls is full of hipster. It's a bit subliminal. It's like we're going to have a spit roast tonight. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a, you'll be looking like a gaping rotisserie chicken <laughs> by the time there's honeymoon. Yeah. So again, these are 18 year olds who haven't got laid, presumably because mm. people were virgins when they got married. They don't need this kind of It's a lot build of pressure. Up. Yeah. Well, particularly when there's two men standing outside the door singing together but there's a really lovely moment between Bert and Ernie which uh, oh, are, is, they is. they are apparently the, the I, I you know I was I, I was interested I've always been interested if the if Jim Henson named Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street Must after be. them Must well be. apparently not apparently oh. it's it's the source of the, the, the uh, someone who was a close friend of Jim's I read this quote said that yeah. it's not the sort of detail he would have taken on he thinks it's a coincidence yeah. but I, but regardless I think they still stand for a kind of like slightly asexual gay representation you know just two men who love each other very much however you want to read that Bert and Ernie are clearly good pals yeah <laughs> who maybe share a bed like the other Bert and Ernie like um, Laurel and Hardy and Morkel and Wise yes exactly oh. exactly uh, all four Taking of them the each other off. there's nothing wrong with <laughs> yeah. that yeah, heterosexual yeah, blowjobs it's lovely, yeah. but there's a, but he gives them a little kiss on the head, and they have a little oh, dance together. It's sweet. Nice? It is yeah. nice. It's a love. Yeah. Oh, let's be honest. It's a lovely film, isn't it? it it's you know what this. It, as I say, there are bits in this film I will cry mm. for no. You know, I mean that bit where yeah. he's handing out the money. We laugh. We've mm -hmm. all wept at that. Mm. I, you know, this that's the bit that we all get mixed up with the um, Red Dwarf novelization. Um, <laughs> Red Dwarf listeners, <laughs> Red Dwarf fans. I'm sure there's those listening. 
I'm sure, I mean, I can hear the um, nerd boners and wide-ons like cracking as I, the the novel- yeah. <laughs> as I mentioned the novelization <laughs> of Red Dwarf, which heavily featured Bedford Falls from It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. <laughs> um, but yes, I th- but also I think there's probably people listening to this who go, are they going to mention Red Dwarf? Oh, God, yeah, thank God, thank God, thank God. Mm. Yes, no, yeah. It's, carry it's, on it's, <laughs> and then see if I mention future armor again. Mm. Um, uh, the uh, yeah, so they 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 consummate their marriage in this um, in this shack, uh, shack in this in this in this in love, love shack Jason as Voorhees the Beastie Boys would call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a love shack, um, and the, then they just Jason Voorhees' mum's decapitated head on the fireside. <laughs> And then they decide they're going to live there. Oh, it's lovely, though. Mm. And then we cut to a bit in the future where George has got uh, some housing he's built and he's moving yeah. in Martini. So so God at this point is mm. going, so anyway, so they had, so so they consummated their mm. marriage, right? And then just, uh, things go wrong. Well, things go wrong again in a similar mm. way to how they've gone wrong before. But just oh, going okay. back to the consummation, what did they do? Oh, they did everything, <laughs> mate. Everything. <laughs> Disgusting. But then this Italian man called Martini wants mm. to move into the village. So he's got a goat who's in his car. God, we don't need this detail. Well, honestly, no, 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 it's quite it. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you where he bought the goat if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, so Martini and his family have got a goat. And he's they given get three things. He's given, oh, yeah. he's given um, salt to keep the flavour going. Mm. He's given wine so they can celebrate and something else I can't remember. Oh, it's bread. Bread. So you've got some food. I don't yeah, know. I can't food. remember. Salt, don't bread. Don't drink the salt and the wine. You'll be ill. Salt, bread, wine. It's a wonderful life. Hang on. Let me see. Okay. What are the three gifts in It's a Wonderful Life? I think it we is salt, get bread this. and wine. It is salt, bread and wine. It is salt, bread and wine. I was yeah. just seeing if there was a, a flipping explanation right. But salt. Mr. Mr. Potter's assistant bloke. Sorry, were you about to explain the? I was going to say bread. Yeah. That this mm. this is not worth it. But then, if Go God on. was going, if God, God was going to tell, this. if God yeah. was going to say this, so it's bread that this house may never know hunger, mm. salt that this life may always have flavour, mm. wine that joy and p- prosperity may reign forever. That's sweet. Hmm. You just when you buy a bar at home, you just get that in a hamper. No one tells you. It's, but again, this is quite hipster. This feels like like you know when you go to like a hip, really hipster Airbnb and yes. they've left you like a little yeah. like some salted almonds and some massage oil or something. It's like mm. yeah. <laughs> and, and a tile. <laughs> Please leave us five stars. Yeah. Um, Sign the guest yeah. book, but do it in fucking Klingon. Don't forget to Insta. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so yeah, Mr. Mr. Potter's assistant bloke who works for him is basically like, well, Bailey is doing very well. He's turned all this housing into a nice place, and then he says, if if I maybe one day I'll be working for smart Mr. Bailey instead of old Mr. Potter. Yeah, I mean that's just antagonistic. He is. Like, don't, don't say that to your boss. Yeah. Don't say that to the bloke in the wheelchair. He's probably got a gun. <laughs> looks permanently like an angry Ian Hislop. <laughs> He certainly holds grudges long enough, this guy. Like, he's not going to forget that comment, isn't he? You would not want to cross him in any way, shape or form. No, he looks like an angry baby. Really angry. It's like Boss Baby, the third film that even even the people (laughs) who saw the second one wouldn't go and see. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm surprised Boss Baby didn't do that because he does look like a baby. I guess they think maybe kids won't get the significance, but it's not stopped children's films before. 
And yeah, they normally put in something for the parents, but oh. I didn't. But they, I mean, I bet you they've done an It's a Wonderful Life Boss Baby on the TV show. I bet they have. Fucking, I hate yeah. Boss Baby. I wish it would go oh, away forever. I fucking forever. can't stand Boss Baby. It's so awful as a concept. <laughs> and then I saw the trailer to so... the second one. It's like the concept is they're both grown up and then they have to be babies again. It's like, oh, why did you bother with the grown up bit? It's like they had Alec Baldwin and an ISDN line and two hours and they went, Ooh. just have him say business things. It'll be funny. Don't shoot anyone. Yeah. Yeah. He can he could do two hours of any voiceover you want him to. Just oh. give him and they and they wrote the script in half an hour. Oh. I don't. Why is Boss Baby making you so angry, John? It's Christmas. It may, I, I tell you why because I went to see the first one and it made me very. Did angry. you? Yeah. With On my children, own. obviously. <laughs> okay. And they they only <laughs> lasted. I mean, seriously, they lasted about half an hour, and they said, "I don't like this. Can we go?" And I was like, "With pleasure." Yeah. With pleasure. I there is something about sinking like thirty quid into. Mm a shit film and you've got to stay till the end because like what else are you going to do because well, you were planning on having my... a little nap yeah. yeah I saw this at my indie local it was about probably about seven quid for us all to go so it wasn't that bad but oh my right, god that's okay and uh, well done for supporting independent cinema I always support independent cinemas mm. yeah, yeah you've got to get your snacks everyone remember this is the <laughs> snacks they make their money from yeah so don't go bringing in your M&M's and coke and being like I'm supporting local cinemas you're not I uh, yeah, I, I I felt bad for smuggling um, uh, peanut M and M's into the cinema today. You're scum. I, yeah. Well, Where did I, you go I and went see to, Spider-Man. I went to the Rio in Dalston and I saw Lamb. I saw what? Oh, Lamb. Lamb with Numi Rapace. Yes, exactly. Mm. Uh, it's a uh, Icelandic. Uh, oh, you've gone. Genuinely, a really good film. I loved it. It was. It turns out that if you live in London or anywhere that's like quite urban, what you should do is go and watch a film that's 147 minutes of rural Iceland uh, and farmers and misty mountains and rivers. It's like, oh god, this is like a really nice meditation app. And then there's like a really cool horror film on top of it. Why don't you write a film called like? Actually, I suppose they have. Because I was thinking, A24 <laughs> did Lamb and Pig, didn't they? Did they? I haven't seen Pig. I think they did Pig. I don't know, mm. but you should do. You should write one called like Frog. Well, and set it in a pond so, so I can go and hang pond. out in a pond. You can hang out in a pond and meet a happy frog who then turns out to be a serial killer. <laughs> Possessed by the spirit of a serial killer. I mean, it writes itself. Yeah. I think I, li- I like social social commentary horror and <laughs> frog who is a kid serial killer. And you could write in a little meta thing where you, when he speaks to you, he sounds like Kermit the Frog, but not Kermit the Frog as Jim Henson. Kermit the Frog as he sounds now, where he sounds nothing like Steve Jim Whitmore. Or not Steve no, Whitmore. Not Neil Whitmore. No, no, no. The new. I know. I know. I don't know the name of the new. The Kermit. new guy's like, not... "Hello, I'm Kermit the Frog." It's like, no, you're not. I mean, why are you making me talk about new Muppets, John? It's Christmas. Stop making me sad. Sorry. Although I will say, hmm. it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. Uh, which is the Muppet you sent take me the on it. Yeah. I know because the thing is, no one knows about it because, and I didn't realise until today why no one talks about this film like it doesn't exist. Is because it's not um, owned by ABC like all the other Disney oh. stuff. So it's not on Disney Plus. It's not. I think I've got a DVD of it, but you can't get it anywhere. There's no streaming or anything, and it's really good. It's it's Muppets. It's a Wonderful Life, basically. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is God. Yeah, it's got Joan Cusack in it. Um, John Cusack, my God! Yeah, and uh, Miss Piggy gets a really good role in it. Uh, her, their take on her being uh, Mary. Mary's Mary's awful twist that happens in this film, what we'll get to. Hmm. Her, their version of it is very, very funny. She becomes like a cat lady who does fake psychic hotline stuff. It's really good. It's a really good Muppet film, and is no it one's as good seen as it. The Muppet Wizard of Oz. Uh, yes, it's better. It's got Quentin Tarantino got... in that. Oh gosh. <laughs> hmm. 
yeah. anyway 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 um so so potter's like well i don't like this kid and i'll never like him so you know fuck you so and then he calls and then he says but i mm. think i can get him on board so he calls george in gives him a big cigar this is a very nice cigar oh i'll yeah, send you a box it's a good cigar, see? And then he says, well, George, I'd like you to be my assistant and take over my business, and I'll give you $20,000 a year, which in 1946 yeah. was $8.4 billion. Yes, exactly. It's all yeah. of the money. Mm. And a very big house for his wife and children. And then George goes, well, that's a great offer. And then he goes like a bit like split, where he goes suddenly, oh, no, don't want that. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. You're all shitheads. Fuck you. And, and then he leaves and a woman walks towards the door and he goes, fuck you too. Yeah. Uh, and Isn't then he, it? yeah, he, uh, there's a, there's a, a great bit from uh, Potter when he says, um, you're, you're frittering your life away. Nurse made to a load of garlic eaters. Mm, like, racist. and it's clearly a racial slur mm. or some kind of slur. But well, we've like, established it, Martini it, as being Italian. Yeah. So yeah, it covers. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, um, as a slur goes, though, I mean, garlic's lovely. Why would you, like, yeah. <laughs> mm, do you like eating salt, do you? We've established that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, but it's a, it's a good, it's a good, yeah, George could, George could and probably should have just taken the, like, if Potter had been slightly been. cleverer, yeah. if he'd just gone, you know what, mate, you've won, mm. you've won, have, you know, but he, but he, he does this little racist speech to him and George goes, I couldn't possibly take your 20,000 pounds yeah. Job job security for life. Yeah. Just said, George, I'm handing over this section of my company to you to run. Yeah. I'm going to do the evil stuff. You do the good stuff. We're both happy. Yeah. And then just put some small print in the contract that you wouldn't read yeah. properly because you get Uncle Billy to read the contract. Yeah. Uncle Billy butters it with jam and oh. fucking nails it to a wall or something. It's covered in budgie shit. Yeah. Put it in the bottom of the cage and forgot about it. So then we get a World War Two montage where God's like, and of course the war came. And the other guys <laughs> go, why didn't war. you stop the Nazis, God? <laughs> God's like, so uh, this Hitler fellow, God, what was your plan? Should we be visiting him as an angel? No, don't, that one's too difficult. We're never going to fix that. One. I like the cut of his jib, but it all went a bit south. <laughs> a bit south. A bit south. Anyway, forget that. Here's a montage. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a George, long, warm montage. George couldn't yeah. go because of his ear. Mm. Harry becomes a Navy pilot and gets a Medal of Honor for shooting down a kamikaze plane that was heading for a troop transport. Yeah, so, he's so he kills people hero. who are going to kill themselves anyway. So that, right. I, like the yeah. fil- I like the film takes the time out to tell you that they were going to kill themselves. It just reminds anyway. me of that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where the, the guy brings his uncle, to, his grandpa to dinner and says to Larry that his dad was a <laughs> former kamikaze pilot. And Larry's like, you can't get over the fact that if he's a kamikaze pilot, he should be dead. <laughs> How could you be a former kamikaze pilot? <laughs> it's a title. <laughs> <clears throat> so... His brother mm-hmm. Harry's coming back as a hero. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a big procession for him. Yeah. Then Billy is ta- given one fucking job. <sighs> one fucking, fucking one job, job to take eight grand, which in 1946 was $4.7 trillion. <laughs> From his building to the bank, mm. he sees Potter in the bank and he's like, hey, I see Harry's coming home. Fuck you, wheelchair boy. <laughs> and Potter's like, that's a bit, a bit mean. I can't help being in a wheelchair. Yeah. I'm a wheelchair user. Yeah. There's no wheelchair, although I am doing wheelchair face. 
<laughs> <I'm> <laughs> disgusting, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this conversation. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think we're allowed to criticize Potter for his views and his uh his his stealing of a big pile of money. Yeah. Um But there's many mm. wheelchair users in nineteen forty six who could have played this part. But was instead, there forced well, to hang watch. On. No, Lionel Barrymore was a wheelchair user, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Was he really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, I didn't know. This. Sorry to get all oh. woke, woke PC on you there, but I, I don't know. I say this is. So I think I, I think I read that somewhere, but God knows, it might just be. I don't know. Anyway, the important thing is that no, I don't think in real life Lionel Barrymore had a man drag him around <laughs> in, oh. in, an, in an actual chair. He like had in a, broken his hip in an accident. Hence, me. he played people in wheelchairs. Later, his worsening arthritis kept him in the chair. There you go. I take you back. He didn't. He wasn't wheelchair face. He was authentic. <laughs> he was. He was. He, it was. It was. Uh, uh, oh God! What's the word? Representational casting uh, before its time. And Clarence was really an angel as well. Yeah. And Uncle Billy was really a fuckwit. Though Clarence so, is British in real life, so mm, he's, he's, a, he's a better angel in that respect. I think British people are allowed to play Americans yeah, and things, aren't they? Because Jesus was British. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're all they're all coming back. It's Christmas Eve, and yeah, yeah, Billy taunts Potter, and then Potter's holding a newspaper, and Billy looks at it and goes, "Oh, I see Harry's on the front," and then gives it back to Potter with the fucking envelope full of money in it. I mean, so as, as annoying as Uncle Billy is, mm. I also think George has to take some responsibility here for why is Billy in charge of taking mm. eight grand to the bank? He's a he's a clown. He, he shouldn't be trusted. Yeah, he's either an Billy's either got some some kind of dementia that they didn't have a name for then, mm. or he's a drunk, which I think mm. is what's actually the character. Right? He's meant to be. He's got bits of string on his finger. He's not coping very well. He's, he's covered in bird shit. Yeah. He shouldn't be trusted with the banking. He should be given something simple to like give people pens when they come in the bank. Yeah, yeah. He, he should be like so, handing out balloons to kids and that sort of. Yeah, thing. like counting, putting quarters into rolls. For people, that's a good bit of banking he'd be doing. Busy yeah. work, making but, sure the safe's there. Yeah, I want you to Billy. make sure the safe's there all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can you can you can jazz it up however you want with as many stupid fucking animals. Page and it was just <laughs> it would just be all his animals all the time. Oh god, look, they're talking to each other. Shut <sighs> up, Billy. Get him a um, set of Sylvanian animals. He'd be Sylvanian <laughs> family. Why is this one covered in gunk? So yeah, um, so Billy, Billy, Billy takes a minute to uh, be unpleasant to Potter, and, and and then hands him eight grand, and then immediately forgets that he's done it. Immediately, immediately and then forgets. Potter gets back and then finds he's got the money, and then's like, "Well, sorted." Which I would do. I can't be angry at Potter for this. Oh man, just handed him eight grand. Yeah, we've established he's a baddie. Yeah. So yeah. Billy goes back to um um. George and George at the time has got like an, a financial investigator in having a look, mm. and he's like, "Well, I lost the egg grand." Like, I love the guy from the bank, the bank examiner. He oh. looks, he's like he's won a contest. He's oh. such a terrible actor, yeah. but he looks really excited to be there. He looks like, the part, he, but as soon as he speaks, yeah. it's like, "Oh, he's hi, I'm the bank guy. I'm oh. here to do the banking." <laughs> He's really unpleasant. He's, he's like, cute. yes. I, I, doesn't he say something? He says, my my brother's coming back from war as a war hero. And he's like, yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah, he's Thanks a bit... very much. Piss on my chips. Why don't you? Mm-hmm. And then Billy comes back and he's 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 more flustered mm. than he than he was already. And it's like it's like that bit in Squid Game mm. where, the, <laughs> the, yeah, where he loses the marbles game. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, it's awful. And then George screams in his face, which is exactly what you're meant to do. He says, you silly, stupid old fool. <laughs> yes, he gets I mean, him to retrace his steps and nothing's to be found. They all go walking <laughs> through the snow and it's, oh, it's horrible. Mm. I mean, it, it's bad, but... This is, and then a squirrel comes out of Billy's office. Oh God, oh, Jesus that. Christ, Billy! He's been fucking over. a squirrel now. He's been. <laughs> he's got. Also, Billy's got a caged bird yeah. as well as a a crow. So, do you think the crow uh, taunts the caged bird? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to fly over here. Oh, I'm just going to move around freely around this office. <laughs> You're right in there. Do you need anything? A bit of cuttlefish. I might, go, I might go and get a cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> what I are you would get do? you one, but it's not going to fit through the bars, is it? So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so after that, George is depressed because it's it's a scandal, and he, he mm. might go to prison for it. So he goes yeah. home, and he's a shit to all his family one by one. Yeah, yeah. It's and oh, this bit's it's it's dark. I mean, this is this is mm. why it's a good Christmas film because it's like it's realistic about the mood that we all get in at Christmas every, yeah. like just for a few minutes sometimes but him going around screaming at his kids for playing Hark the Herald Angels sing on the piano too adorably mm-hmm. and then he cuts off the the, the, the kid's teacher yeah. for not doing his daughter's coat up properly oh, and then has a go at the husband which becomes important later has a go at the so yeah so the story the, he walks in through the door Mary says wow you're in a terrible mood rather than asking him how it is she's mm. quiet because I guess that was the style of the time that women mm. just waited for their husbands to tell them what the matter was yeah. and he goes around being stressy about everything and screaming at a kid for playing Heart the Herald Angels thing and then she mm. uh, she says oh uh, Zuzu, that's the name. Oh, I love Zuzu. the name Zuzu. Because there was a band called Zuzu <gasps> Petals, wasn't there? Was there? Yeah. I, well, I know it's another Futurama reference because oh. uh, the press has a griffin called Zuzu. Zuzu. Uh, so it's a very fun name to say. Zuzu. Hmm. Um, Zuzu who uh, has come home from school with a flower, but also a coat not done up properly. And George takes this, and, and she's, uh, Mary says, I've called the doctor. And George is like, a doctor? This is America. A doctor costs $800,000 million. Yeah. And screams at the teacher on the phone. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. especially there. Uh, screams at the teacher on the phone. Screams at Mary for having so many children. Yeah. Why do we got so many children anyway? And then he stomps up the stairs and his knob comes off. <laughs> he does <in> his hand. <laughs> Right no wonder he wants to toss himself off. <laughs> the, yeah, the, uh, the, the, the banister knob comes off in his hand. The quirky and adorable knob, which is nine the, times yeah. out of ten and quirky and adorable, is now irritating. Yeah. Now it just yeah. pisses him off. Yeah. yeah. It's, oh God, I, it's like, it is like how the manic pixie dream girl, b- girlfriend, the, the yeah. fucking, oh, the fucking, we live in a stupid wonky house where the banister comes off, the knob comes off the banisters all the time. I'm, I'm with George here. I just, mm. I, yeah. You're like living uh, with Zooey Deschanel. And then there's an amazing bit where uh, where the kid says the the, the tiniest child, mm. the tiniest child tugs his sleeve and says, "Daddy, I need to tell you something really, really important." And he goes, mm. "Excuse me, I burped." Mm. And it was pretty fucking cute. It's pretty um, cute. But yeah, George is not to be trifled with, and no. just oh, you fucking Jesus Christ! And God is telling this whole story. Yeah. And then then this then the child said, "Excuse me, I burped." Mm. Um, we, is this going anywhere, God? Just uh, yeah, God. God no, we get it. He's stressed out. It, like you could have literally just told that there was this guy called George, and you know he wanted to leave Bedford Falls, but he couldn't because he had all these responsibilities, including his brother. You know, going off and doing a different job and mm. all this other stuff. Loads of stuff happened, and then he lost eight grand, and it looked like he was going to get arrested. Mm. That was that's the that's the story. That's the you know 
That's the crux That's the of the story. Yeah. yeah. And then That's he goes the to see Potter. And, yeah. <laughs> he goes to see Potter and throws hats and changes hats because it's TikTok. Uh, he goes to see, I, I don't know anything about TikTok. He goes, no, no, to, he goes to see Potter and says, look, give us the eight grand and I'll be your best mate. And Potter says, well, doing the calculations, you're actually worth more dead than you are alive. Yeah, which is a great line. It's oh, a great, it's bit, of, a great bit of storytelling. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, in fact, if that's not hard enough for you to hear, I'm now going to mm. phone the police and recommend, because I'm a board member, that you yeah. be immediately arrested and sent to jail for yeah. misuse of funds. Like, it's a great bit. Yeah, it's a great um, bit of police cronyism. It's a great commentary mm. on on American police system where he just goes, "Oh, I'm friends with the constable. We play golf together or something." And then yeah, yeah and then calls him. Go, I'm going to have you arrested. What for? Being poor. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so George um, and then runs he hmm. runs to Martinis, Martinis, which is a pub pub in a house. Yeah, prays love. For, I prays for help, and then the guy next to him goes, "Say, are you George Bailey?" Says, oh, the yeah. praying for. Oh. He has a big cry in the pub first. The big cry in the pub is is a lot. It's Mm. a lot, folks. If you're feeling on the wobble at Christmas, George Bailey having a big cry might just tip you over into that big cry that you need, maybe? I think this, as soon as he gets to Martinis, Mm. the film has you by the heartstrings and doesn't go for the rest of the film. No, if you, Mm. you, look, we all need a big big power cry at Christmas Mm. and uh, sometimes, particularly in the current climate. And I think, yeah, this film will will just like ring you out in a good way. You'll be purged. And you will start crying about here, yeah. Yeah. But the bride says, are you George Bailey? He says, yes. And he he thumps him because it's Zuzu's teacher's husband. Yes. Of all the people you can have a big cry next to in a pub on Christmas Eve. And and also I love that he's so righteous, this this man who's uh, who's married to this teacher. But like he's still gone to the pub. He's like, he's like, my wife was crying for an hour. What? And you went to the pub, did you, mate? You're a fucking hero, aren't you? Were you going to take her a drink back, are you? No, you're going to leave her crying. You're crying and washing up. <laughs> Men. Men in Actually, the 40s. if you cry more, you might get more washing up done. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. You all right? What? Did I just make it? Oh, that was me drinking some water. It sounded like you smashed a glass. Out of <laughs> that, was me. that was me being furious. <laughs> Men in the 40s, they were awful. Not like now. No, <laughs> no that was me drinking some water in a clearly undainty way. Fair enough. So yeah. George then runs to a nearby bridge to toss himself off. Yeah. Uh, after crashing his car into a tree, which feels all this feels very Back to the Future Gremlinsy, doesn't it? Because the tree it's... made me think of the Twin Pines Mall and well, Back to the Future and Gremlins are both filmed in the same place, so they're basically the same film, basically. as far as I'm concerned. They are, yeah. yeah. Yes, but why not? Uh, and also, Gremlins features the scene in the end of this, so it always makes me think of Gremlins anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Glenn it's out Clarence... of copyright in the film Gremlins. That's right, because you, you could they're using out of copyright film. Mm. Um, Clarence yeah. jumps into the river in a way of to well, hang on. So, so Clarence just appears yeah. and, and so this is the point what, I'm not quite sure at what point God has stopped telling the story mm. <laughs> so God's gone well so we got punched in the bar by this Mr. Welsh guy not, and Clarence going, I get it I, I get it now he's going to he's going to go he's going to chuck himself and off the bridge saying that God just boots him in the arse out of the window <laughs> yeah. and he falls so, off okay, the okay off you go okay what am I meant to do again bye get your fucking wings you prick you're hanging around yeah. you malignant arsehole <laughs> anyway I can't stay here all night telling you this very long story Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, he must be really gripped by that point as well. You've got to go and save this guy's life. Yeah, so he falls in the river. George rescues him, and then when they're mm-hmm. getting dried off in a guy's office, 
It's a weird little hut that is next oh, to the bridge. Yeah. Presumably, I like I like to think it's maybe like a little Samaritan's hut. Mm. And that guy's job is he's a local a good person who sits there waiting to see if anyone's going to throw themselves off the bridge on Christmas Eve. He's doing that very meme specific. of the man from WWF. You know, the, what's his name? Vince McMahon, where he's okay. in the chair and then he goes gradually backwards and backwards and then falls over. He does that while listening to Clarence talk. Well, Clarence says, yeah, hi, I'm an angel. I haven't mm. got any wings, but and I'm wearing sort of weird Victorian underwear, but you're going to have to believe me that I'm uh, I'm an angel. Mm. And that's all this man needs who works. This silent he's man like, who works. Yeah, he goes, yeah. falls off a chair and yeah. runs screaming out the door. So clearly yeah. he's a believer in a yeah. way that George is not. George is not. George is just uh, humouring him at this point. Yeah. George now takes 17 goes to believe. Much like, you know, the first bit of the film where it takes a, like, a long time to convince us of one point, which is that George doesn't really want to live in this town, but he should because he's a nice man. Mm. He now takes a lot of convincing that he doesn't exist anymore. Well, he says and to Clarence, I wish I'd never been born. Yeah. So Clarence does like a fart. Clarence does like a, like a Wayne's World. Yeah. And then then Bedford Falls becomes Potterville. Pottersville, yeah. And that man goes, don't you tell me where I live. I live in Pottersville, damn you. Mm. And Martinis is now Nick's. Mm, which I, 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 I'm not quite sure why, mm, no. <laughs> other than maybe Nick's an American and Martini's. Well, Nick worked at Martini's, but Martini was the owner. So they're trying to say uh... that Martini didn't exist. But I, I guess they're trying to say that Martini, because he got help from George to set up his house and business, yeah. he didn't get to do that because Potter wouldn't have helped him. So some all-American called Nick got to take over the bar. Say, and where do you get off calling me Nick? Yeah. I don't know you from Adam. Yeah. Uh, I so want to go and hang out in Martinis. It looks great. It looks awesome. It's Although, got like a little dresser at the back. Super it's spreader like, event at the moment, though. Yeah, I mean, in in you know, in in a more responsible time, we'll all go to Martinis. Mm. You've got that it's, it's the piano like, as well. It's the sort of thing that people build in lockdown, isn't it? Like a little mm. pub in their back garden, pub a little shed. Garden. It's got that vibe to it, definitely. It's definitely. It's like a little house. Yeah. So he gets thrown out and then he goes to look round Pottersville and he finds that it's now like a sleazy town rather than being a, a gentrified town. It's now got like... Yeah, it's, it is like a, from, it goes from being a little hipster town to mm. being like uh, sort of awful and slightly, but it actually looks quite cool. Like like there's like 17 strip clubs or yeah. sorry, what, it's like Charleston clubs, isn't it? Like, it's, it's back, the, it's, we know what Charlestoning means. Yeah, it's, it's Hill yeah. Valley in the alternate 1985, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's all full of yeah. It's but there's like it's a weird business model. Like is it like Vegas where people come to Bedford or come to Pottersville mm. to do Charlestoning and look at girls' petticoats or whatever you know sleazy ankles. things there are. Uh, yeah, look at their look at their ankles. Or is it just everyone in that town is so corrupt and without hope that they all just spend all their time either working in or frequenting the strip clubs? Oh, we should also say something I missed. Mister Gower comes into Nick's. Yeah, and he's a drunk. And, and he's killed like so many kids. He's killed, he's killed kids. so many kids. And Nick point. sprays him in the face with one of those spritzer things. Psst. Like he's a cat. Like he's a cat. Like he's a horny mm. cat. <laughs> and uh, he starts dribbling all the water out of his poor little mm. sad mouth. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, then there's the mad bit where, oh, well, hang on. Are we at this bit? Are we at the bit where he meets sees Mary? No, not yet. Because first oh, okay. he goes yeah. to... Um, he goes to his home where he goes to see his mum. That's right. And she doesn't know who he is. And also mentions that Uncle Billy is in an institution because the wow. building and loan failed and wow. he went crazy and got locked up. Wow. And George goes, I wish that had happened last week. 
Yeah, yeah. George, George is like, I mean... I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe would have been a kindness, you know. Some of those places are all right, yeah. Should have smothered him. <laughs> should have, oh, like tell me about to the... He literally says, tell me about the rabbits, George, as he puts the pillow <laughs> on his face. <laughs> <laughs> little, little re-reference for you there guys That's lovely uh, Two yeah, yeah thank you um, so then he goes to the cemetery Bailey Park which was where he had all those lovely houses now a cemetery and he finds his little brother Harry's grave because he wasn't there to rescue him from the no, hole in the ice he drowned on a spade in some water but other kids were there though yeah but none of them had his hmm. spunk so. mm. yeah if rumours are to be believed and then he goes and finds Mary, who's now, and I've written this one down from Wikipedia because it made me laugh, mm, a yeah. spinster librarian. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's amazing. I, I, yeah. I mean, she's just disgusting. Mm. <laughs> she's a disgusting human. Like, it's, I love it. I love Mary's old maid makeover. It's fantastic. Mm. It's like, well, if you don't marry a good man, you know what happens to you. Yep. You become a librarian and you get glasses and you're disgusting. Yeah, you're basically Adrian Balboa before she met Rocky. I love. She actually looks really cool as well. Like she's got this. She's, but she apparently can't speak as well because she's, no, she's, she's, she's like, oh, oh, oh I can't. Uh, uh, loving a man gave me the power to articulate myself. Um, oh, so then George yeah. runs off because the police start shooting at him for no reason because he made. Oh, I love screen. it. Bert and Ernie get really oh. um, quite sexy here. They're quite. They've got. There's a bit where they show up at the old because he goes to the old house oh. and the house is still a sort of horrible shithole. Yeah. Um, because him and Mary haven't done it. Up. Um, mm. all nice and um, Bert and Ernie turn up and they think he's a some kind of vagrant or something oh, yeah, and they, yeah. just, they start shooting at him yeah. but they've got really because they appear all silhouetted in the window and it's very Tom of Finland it's mm. like really sexy um, <laughs> Google it folks um, and uh, yeah and then they shoot him because yep. that's what you do with people who hang around houses that's it that's what you did in those and then days. he then there's uh, oh What's the who? Oh, when he says when he goes to see Mr. Potter. Oh no, yes, that's coming up. Sorry, we're not there yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. No, no, no. So Clarence asks for Gabriel's help, and he disappears. And him and George end up back at the bridge. That's right. And George is like, you know what? Maybe it was better when I existed. I want to be back, Clarence. I want to be back. And then suddenly he's back. Yeah. And a policeman turns up, and he thinks they're going to shoot him. But it's it's um, is it Bert as the policeman? Bert is the policeman, yeah. Yeah. And Bert says, we've been looking for you all night, George. And he's like, George, you know my name. Yeah. My mouth's bleeding, Bert. We've been looking for you. And your ear's bleeding as well, so that's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then he runs Yeah, it's back. weird. Every, everyone seems to know that George has been through some big thing because mm. it's he, he's only, what, he's been he's been missing for a couple of hours. Mm. Eight grand's gone missing from the bank because of fuckwittery mm. on a relative's behalf. But everyone seems to be up to speed with the fact that he... Nearly tried to kill himself, and yeah. he, and he, and he, you know, he's had an epiphany, and he's okay now. Because yeah. everyone is just desperate to be really nice to him. Oh yeah, I love this. So he runs back to the town. I mean, oh no, it's a no. You're right. I, why am I saying it in tone like, oh, this doesn't make any sense? It's a lovely film, and this is a good ending to a film. It's a perfect ending. So he runs through the town, and the famous scene everyone knows, where he's saying, "Merry Christmas, pharmacy. Mm. Merry yeah. Christmas, Bailey Brothers. Merry Christmas, Bob's Dildo Store." Because <laughs> he realizes that mm. you know it doesn't matter if you don't get to fulfill all your dreams. If you are a good person, then you mm. change lives, and then it's, it is a beautiful. 
beautiful ending. If you want to watch this film but you haven't got enough time, read Julie Donaldson's book, A Squash and a Squeeze. <laughs> Which is a similar theme. You don't know what you've got until... Or watch it's a very merry rapid Christmas movie. There you go. Yeah. Um, you don't know what it's got until it's all taken away from you and then you realise you're rich in other things. Mm. So he goes home and he's like, mm. well, I'm going to be arrested now. Isn't that fun? Oh, this is, when's the bit that, that Potter says, Happy New Year to you in jail? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, when he taps the window and says, Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. <laughs> and a Happy New Year to you in jail. <laughs> I hope your cock falls off. What did he say? What did he fucking say? <laughs> Wheel me out there. Go on. Drag my chair out and we'll throw things at him. Yeah. yeah. Now, should we, should we point out at this point that Perhaps mm. we weren't. Frank, Frank Capra wasn't cynical enough, obviously. But mm. there should be a scene where Mr. Potter gets like kicked to death by a cow or something. There is. Like, no, do you know what? <laughs> I like that there's no come up into Potter because that's life in it. Mm. That is life. They'll always be cunts who nick your eight grand and do you over. And 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 if you spend your time worrying about them, then you're not going to have a nice time. But, but you want at you... least his assistant to say. I'm, I'm fed up of pushing you around and I'm fed up of you pushing me around and walks out. That would be nice. I mean, that'd be nice. But I, th- mm. I think, no, I think it's a good message. Like, don't spend your time worrying about revenge and getting, and, and people, you know, the unfairness of life because there'll always be imbalances of power. Ask Annie, <laughs> who comes in with all her life savings now and yeah. bails out her yeah. A former child boss. The white guy. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. No. This. No. The, the last scene, as we all know, is absolutely lovely. Oh, it is. Um, it's a. It's. They have a crowdfunder for. Yeah. For George, and they all cut. Everyone in town makes up that eight grand by bringing in a couple of little dollars here and there. Yeah. Martini comes in with a basket of money. Goes. I busted the jukebox too in a and i'm know. holding it together until harry comes in and says here's to george bailey the richest man in town oh. and i start blubbing like a child we all everyone starts crying it's yeah. such a beautiful moment it really is oh you cried john don't uh, cry oh, and then he gets the tom Isn't sawyer okay? book from clarence and he says thanks for wigs and the and the book says inside what is it everyone's no one is no one is uh poor if they've got friends or something like that yeah something like that There's, it's probably better than that isn't it huh? but it's it's a really good message mm. and they start singing old lang syne which is the song that always makes me want to cry anyway uh. old lang syne yeah it's oh a no it's, a, it's mm. a beautiful and everyone in town comes in with a couple of like there's this whole subplot that we haven't talked we haven't talked about violet at all oh, which no, is surprising no, no, the town haven't. the town the town nymphomaniac town um, yeah, yeah yeah she's great i love her and i like that she dresses like a sort of burlesque singer now yeah because like, that again, she walks past and like, that's a hell of a nice dress violet yeah and and the car goes oh yeah. <laughs> it's like a bit on the nose film and then they all <laughs> their heads are all lifted up like penises over the top of the car yeah it's yeah. great yeah. uh but she's like sh- like violet's all right she just mm. likes boys oh, she just likes boys and she but she wants to leave the town. George has given her a load of money yeah. to leave the town, which everyone interprets as he's got her knocked up or something. Mm. But it's, he's so nice, he doesn't even realise that that's the insinuation. Yeah. And then she comes... I don't like that she comes back at the end, gives him the money back that he loaned her and says, I decided not to go anyway. Mm. She's, got a great, she's got a great hat on. Yeah. It's snow, John. In fact, it's not snow, Sorry. it's plastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's some weird form of plastic that, that they invented for the film as fake snow. They probably gave them all... Probably gave them all like horrible. Like, oh, imagine the yeah. smell. I want Uncle mm. Billy to come in like William H. Macy and Boogie Nights and just shoot himself in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mistake for the eight grand. <laughs> <laughs> Drops a radio in the bath. <laughs> well, that doesn't um, sadly happen. 
Yes, Uncle Billy remains unpunished for his, well, his crimes. I don't know. What is the deal with Uncle Billy? Uncle Billy, like, look, you don't leave Uncle Billy's in charge of eight grand at the bank. It is ultimately George's responsibility. Don't leave him in charge of anything. Yeah. Um, And then there's everyone sings the old lang sign, and then there's the lovely line, which kind of doesn't make a, like... It's it's the logic of the film suggests it's very hard for an angel to get his wings. Like you mm. have to literally save someone's life, convince them that their life is worth living, and prevent a suicide, and you will get your wings. But then also, apparently, according to Zul Zul, mm. in a very cute moment when she's all nestled up to a crying Jimmy oh. Stewart, we're crying, everyone's crying, everyone's crying, everyone's crying. The cinema's crying. Everyone's got a wet neck. Everyone's sort of like. <laughs> Don't look at me. Um, mm. uh, and Zuzu says, "Look, Daddy. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings." And he's like, "Is that right? You mean that teacher I was really horrible to? That husband yeah. punched me? Oh. Fuck oh, that's her. that's stupid bitch. She doesn't know how to do a coat up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's so lovely. It's so lovely. And then loads of bells go off to show yeah. the thing. And then lo- and then he says, uh, "Add a boy, Clarence." Oh. So it's yeah. yeah, and that's it's a wonderful life. It's mm. is a oh, it's a lovely film. It's a beautiful film. It's a lovely film, and it doesn't mm. demand jollity from you. Yeah. <laughs> like it, dem- it demands the right amount of jolly from you. It does I would say the first thirty to forty minutes drag like fuck, but after that it really gets going. Yeah, I don't mm. know which bit you cut. I think you. I think you. No. You have to cut George um, realizing that he can't leave town just yet. Hmm. Which happens fifteen times, yeah, and then and like the kids to make in Dungeons and Dragons, you can never get out. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. It, yeah, it's like a, it's like a series of sketches about a man who isn't allowed to leave town for some reason. Mm. <laughs> Unlucky elf kind of thing. Um, yeah. But they're all very enjoyable. Like it's a, you know, just just realise that films had a different pace back then. And, you know what? Yeah. Genuinely, this would be really good if they remade it and made it into a mini series. <laughs> <laughs> like four like, episodes <laughs> over Christmas, an hour each. Margatis, yeah, be lovely. Have more impact. No, but then the first hour would just be his childhood. Oh my god, it would just be. Oh, you might get an hour of uh, drunk child Mary and Violet. Those. Let's do a deep dive on those gals hanging Mm. around the drugstore. Oh, drinking. Is oh yeah, he fixes her a bowl of coconut. Yes, which 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 they sort of talk about like it's a euphemism. Like I shaved your coconut. I don't like coconut shavings. <laughs> also, it looks like I ice cream co- as well, which is confusing. Well, it's coconut on ice cream, isn't it? Yeah, or, I think so, yeah. yeah. But there we go. Yeah, it's yeah. a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Uh, if you haven't seen it, why did you listen to this? Mm. <laughs> this, this us talking about it for an hour and a half. That yeah. must have been confusing for if you. If you haven't seen it, and you want to see it. It's on mm. TV on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And it's also on Amazon Prime for free via IMDb TV, where they put adverts in strange places. I didn't know that. Up Uncle Billy's ass. Bends <laughs> over an advert. Oh God, out. it was even longer. I didn't know. You could, oh, I didn't know that. That was a way of watching it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I rented it. I didn't know about the IMDb thing until later. But yeah. but and then I looked at the TV schedules for tomorrow, and it's on tomorrow. It's on Christmas Eve. Sorry, today. Today, as you hear this. Oh, that's perfect. Mm. So, um, yeah. But until next Christmas, well, yeah. hopefully not next Christmas, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you, John. I feel uh, 80% more Christmassy now. So do I. Mm. And I will say to you, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And I'll say to all of you listening at home, <laughs> Merry Christmas. 
and a happy new year in I'm, jail. In jail. Yeah. I won't be back. Now that was this is the last Christmas special, so I'll say to you Happy Christmas and Happy New Year. And I'll see you in twenty twenty two. Goodbye. To my big brother George, the richest man in town. <laughs> Christmas present from a very dear friend of mine. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. boy, Clarence. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>